This podcast is brought to you by Rock My Wedding, the UK's most influential wedding brand. Hello and welcome to the Rock My Wedding podcast. Hello everybody. How are you? Oh, we're doing our posh voices again, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, firstly, I mean, what, what day is it? I mean, who knows? When is it? Uh, middle of December. Oh! <laughs> well, it's a happy birthday to uh, Mrs. Becky Sapor. It's my birthday! Although we're recording this in advance, so it's a bit weird. <laughs> but we could not say it because we realised what day we were releasing this podcast on. And your favourite podcast host is one year older. I am. And one year wiser. <laughs> and uh, one year fitter. Oh, thanks, babe. FYI. <laughs> and on my birthday, I couldn't think of anything better to talk to you all about than why we love small weddings so much. Let's just give you a little bit of background to this because it is relevant. What my wedding started for a number of reasons. Uh, One, because at the time there was absolutely no inspiration planning resource in the UK. So saw a gap in the market. I can think I can do that. (laughs) Let's have a go. (laughs) And that's how it started, guys. Wish I could give you some like big entrepreneurial speech about it. But no, that, that was it. And also because I very much had the wedding that I wanted and I'd always envisaged today's terms I guess it would be fairly average but you know a decade ago it was very much like oh such a small wedding I had 60 guests yeah um and the reasoning for that was because I wanted to have people there celebrating what was one of going to be one of the most relevant days of my life with the people that actually mattered yeah Neither my husband or I come from particularly big families. Mm -hmm. So that was easier for us to Mm. arrange the guest list. And we chose family members to come as guests who we actually saw. Yes. I mean, we've talked about this on the guest list. And we we? still see now. So, you know, it's not like, oh, well, you've invited your cousin, so I have to invite my cousin, or you've invited your auntie. No. Mm -hmm. Invite the family that you see and who you know want to be there at your wedding seeing you and your partner yeah say your vows yeah it's like my wedding I didn't have any of my cousins at my wedding because I would see them on boxing day at my nan's once a year and I'm sure they would have enjoyed being there but actually in reality my wedding day wouldn't have meant anything to them they don't know me they don't know Anthony so what's the point yeah and it's the whole thing with like I'm um, having like an evening do for yeah. me the same same principle you know work colleagues and I, and I had a couple of work colleagues come to my wedding who I'd worked with for a very long time and who mm-hmm. had become friends yeah so therefore they came to my wedding hey but imagine it, if you had work colleagues at a wedding now how great would that be because <laughs> I would bring the party <laughs> can we do that obviously I mean when I renew my vows Yes. I mean, the whole thing is going to be completely different. Just you wait. But that's another episode for another day. <laughs> so I have absolutely zero regrets about my wedding. Isn't I that had great? a ball. People yeah. said like, oh, you know, I didn't really enjoy my day. It was really stressful. I had to do meet and greet with 200 people. And I'm yeah. like, oh, right. Okay. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you got to speak to everybody? I feel like I got to speak to everybody. Yeah. I feel like everyone joined in. The right people came. So therefore they had an absolutely mm. great time. And just like James and I did. I think what's interesting is that um, you obviously didn't have an evening guest list. 
Either you no. was like, if you're there oh, in the day, that's it. If you want it, to come to my everybody. wedding, yeah. like, come to my wedding. What I found interesting about my wedding was in the day, I definitely didn't get to speak to everybody, like, at all. Like, How many we, guests did you have? We had, I, was it 89 or 90? I mean, give or take a guest. So quite a lot. And I definitely didn't get to speak to everybody. Like, 100% didn't speak to everybody. Like, Anthony's aunties has got quite a lot of aunties. And I may have quickly had a kiss on the cheek or whatever but I never got to speak with them properly mm-hmm. and then when the evening guests arrive well I, I don't remember speaking to any of them I would have had a dance probably with most of them but there definitely wasn't a level of conversation which in hindsight is quite strange <laughs> it's just like come and we'll dance and then what it's bit, it was a bit weird so in hindsight that single guest list makes much more sense to me because you have much more time with just those people yeah so through from the start right to the end you're more likely to speak yeah. to every single one of those guests we had um because ours is at the end of may and it oh, not that i'm saying it, you shouldn't have an evening guest list by the way i'm just saying that's my experience yeah and that's all we can you yeah. know that's how we can explain things to you yeah. is by our own experience and just our experience of you know running running for 10 years and everyone else's experience and yeah. what we think might be an option for you so my 60 guests everyone was involved in everything to the point where uh, it was really sunny we couldn't do portraits sort of shots of James and I in the day because literally too sunny too sunny so our our photographer suggested like actually after the wedding breakfast about seven let's go out so James and I would like to everyone uh gonna have our photos done now guys if you want to come and have a laugh (laughs) so everybody bought their champagne glasses everyone even my nan uh came out pulled faces like had a sing song you know and we're all it's hilarious and you can tell by the results of the photographs that that's what we did and because it was that bit smaller that was possible yeah it was easier to do that exactly and so you know we're not saying that this whole restriction on wedding guests and the fact that it keeps changing for you guys all the time. All the time. And navigating that must be absolutely shit. Yeah. Let's face it, it really must be. But what we're trying to say is, is that as long as the people that mean the most to you are there, yeah, it's not like your 15 guest wedding is going to be any less enjoyable yeah. or any less poignant than if you had 250 guests. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, we've got a few articles on this about how you can kind of scale back your wedding because a lot of you will have already made those guest lists that are, you know, 70, 80 plus guests. And it, it's not easy to look at that sheet of names and think, hmm, I'll just cut half of you out. So mm-hmm. we've got a lot of a lot of information on that and, and help and advice on how you can do that. And I guess the trickiest thing to navigate is knowing when numbers change, like when do we get back to being able to have 100 guests? When will that happen? It's very tricky for you at the minute, and we understand that, to make a plan B. Because, you know, from recent history, we know you make a plan B for 30 guests that then gets cut in half again, that then gets cancelled altogether. It's it's very, very difficult. But what we want to try and do with this episode is just kind of help you understand how amazing a small wedding can be, yeah. whether that's small at six people or it's small at 30 or 40 or 50 people just so that whatever you end up having to have as your numbers, you can be excited about it and know that you can have as as good a day at those numbers as you could at your original 100. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you think about it in like budget terms, the less people you have, the more you can spend per person. Absolutely. And more value for money. More value for money. And also kind of the more 
you can have that you actually really want like there's less compromise yeah in terms of spend the fewer people that you have because you're not paying for your second cousin philippa twice removed to have a chicken dinner <laughs> well, you know, it's been you? a while since we've talked about chicken dinners hasn't it well, i think the time well, you was, know like the time um, is now we'll try and talk to you about small weddings from kind of the perspective of how a day runs for how you can make the most of it and what what you can get out of it being smaller obviously the morning of your intimate wedding micro wedding whatever it is might be something that you're thinking well you know you just get ready and that's it now but from our point of view the morning of your wedding should be as special regardless of the size of your wedding yeah so my soon-to-be sister-in-law is getting married hopefully in April next year 2021 and I sort of said to her about talking about photography and getting ready and making sure she gets all those shots with a makeup artist or whoever she wants to have there and her response was I kind of just assumed I'd have to get ready by myself I was like are you joking (laughs) get ready by yourself it's your wedding so it's it's getting yourself in that mindset that your wedding is as special as it would ever have been yeah and all those moments should be so memorable still like I know for for me and I know for you that part of your wedding was Mm -hmm. really memorable wasn't it getting ready and the conversations that you have when you're doing your hair and your makeup and getting your dress on and that's where all the butterflies build isn't it it's where the anticipation builds and the excitement for the rest of the day so really it's key to make sure that that is still part of your wedding day experience yeah and if it's you know and if the, the people there with you are your mom or your sister or you know your best friend or all of the above depending on who you pick for your 15 or 30 guest list like they're still there yeah absolutely have the champagne oh my have the croissants absolutely put the lipstick on yeah it's they are still beautiful photographs and I think if you can have a look at you know my wedding either if you go onto rwedding.co.uk or look at our Instagram feed or our Pinterest account you will see photographs of what were micro stroke intimate weddings and they're no less or more joyous than the getting ready photographs of weddings that had 200 guests 100% if you were to compare them side by side you wouldn't know that experience is still the same isn't it those emotions are still the same and yeah. they should be you know it's it's your right to have that experience as part of your wedding day so don't feel like you need to scale back on that part of the day that's still really important for you and uh, more champagne for you and you know what just i mean just saying <laughs> more croissants for you <laughs> more pan au chocolat um okay so then we have had a few questions about planning the order of your day when it's a smaller wedding because obviously things don't take as long when you don't have as many guests your group photos don't take as long or you know eating dinner doesn't take as long because there's not as many guests to serve and all of that we did a zoom cast on alternative orders of the day which i'll link to in the show notes so when we went into lockdown number one um charlotte and i did some basically podcast episodes but over zoom so i'll share that so you can go back and revisit that but we'll just touch on it now as well um and we talked about what happens if you're having a morning wedding or what happens if you're having an afternoon wedding and condensing your day down to more like sort of seven hours rather than like a 12 hour day which you might normally have 10 till 10 kind of thing with your photographer or whatever i'll link in the show notes to the zoom cast and also an article that we have on alternative orders of the day but what we'll do is just run through an example of how a a shorter day might pan out so this is looking at 
a ceremony that's at 3.30. So your ceremony is mid-afternoon, but you're obviously going to start getting ready like we've just talked about, maybe 11.30, maybe 12, depending on how many bridesmaids you have with you or are allowed to have with you, what hair and makeup artists you might have joining you as well will obviously dictate the time that you start getting ready. I mean, really, you just want to have brunch, don't you? And this is the thing. Start whenever you want. That's have, it. Have brunch and then get your photographer in at like 11.30 when, yeah. you know, most of your makeup's on and yeah you know midway through your hair and all and that's it especially if you're having a slightly later wedding I think we're finding especially these last couple of weeks people are rushing their weddings through because they were supposed to get married whilst the lockdown was on but they want to have it before so they're just trying to find whatever slots are available and naturally it's later afternoon slots that are available at churches Mm -hmm. or with um celebrants so like you say just go and enjoy a brunch whether that's in your house or if you're allowed to go out at this point, whatever it, it is. And you'll be super relaxed because your day has started in such a relaxed and more of a mm-hmm. normal fashion. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we talk about in alternative orders of the day is doing a first look. I love this. I wish we'd done this. I know. I kind of, when your wedding feels kind of out of whack anyway, to add something in there that's not a usual tradition, especially in the UK, I mean, it's much more of a tradition. Prevalent in yeah, America. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You just think, why not? Like, let's just do it. And for those of you that don't know, a first look is where rather than sort of go up the aisle and the first time that your partner sees you is when literally you walk up the aisle, is that prior to that, you arrange with your photographer to almost go and like announce yourself, if you like, like, here I am. I have arrived. I have arrived. This is my dress and my accessories and my makeup and my hair and I look banging also <laughs> make sure that you cry no but on a serious note yeah. like it's so lovely yeah and I I just think that you know obviously when Becky and I got married that just wasn't I, just I didn't even know it was a it thing. just wasn't a thing yeah and um and now it is and they are great photos and something that when you have a much smaller wedding there is definitely the time to do that that's it prior yeah. to the ceremony yeah and it, I know we've talked about it before whether it was on the zoom cast or another episode of the podcast but in those first look photos, you are looking your absolute 100% best because that's before you've seen anybody else. It's before, you know, you've got a bit hot and sweaty before you walk down the aisle. It's like, it's just you and your partner mm-hmm. and you're just done and you're just exactly how you want to be and you feel great. That's why those photos are so amazing. Yeah. You feel your best and it's, the butterflies must just be like amazing for that, knowing that you saying hi and that doesn't mean then that you can't if you want to walk down the aisle traditionally with whoever wants to give you away in air quotes um you can still do all of that just because you've seen each other before doesn't mean you can't do that whole anticipation for your guests to get to see that that moment okay so then we'd have our ceremony 3 30 depending on uh where you're getting married what sort of ceremony you're having it may last half an hour probably in under current circumstances it won't last any longer than that because we obviously know everything has to happen as quickly as possible you can still have your confetti after you've got married so long as under current guidance it's from a cannon not hand thrown yeah um i mean that will change again one day at some point i'm sure in the future we'll be able to just chuck a handful of confetti again but you can still do that you can still have that moment and i know we've mentioned before but just check with your venue or wherever you're getting married that they're happy for you to use the cannons and that it's all a-okay yeah as a little tip photographers actually prefer a confetti cannon because it shoots out loads of confetti at exactly the right time. Yeah. So you literally have that beautiful rain shower of sustainable indeed confetti shower um, rather than Auntie Joan chucking it three seconds too late at your cleavage. Yeah. Rather than... <laughs> Very yeah, in your face. Um, <laughs> confetti if you, bomb. I mean, 
you know, some of my photos are quite funny because some people got so close, so close <laughs> that um, I just have like a scalp of pink and blue <laughs> at one point. I mean, it's fine. I don't care. But, but yeah, it wasn't cannons then either. It was wasn't cannons. No, no. Hopefully. So uh, after your confetti, yes. at approximately 4 p.m., at 4.30, you would then have your drinks reception and group photos. Yes, and there is no reason why you can't still have that drinks reception. Yeah. You don't need to cut that out. You can keep yeah. that. Cocktails, know. please. Yes, all of that, everything. And then you can have some photos done. You can also have your group photos done there, providing that it's not the hottest, sunniest day of the year like yours was. And still have that moment to allow people to... Mingle. Yeah, mingle. Because although people will chat over dinner and we will come on to that, that's still a moment for them to talk about what just happened, mm-hmm. like what they just witnessed and mm-hmm. how happy everybody is about your moment that just passed. And they can actually all enjoy whatever entertainment you provide. Yeah. Because there's not hundreds of people vying to listen. There's not like hundreds of people trying to have a conversation above the yeah. music or harpist or pianist or string quartet or yeah. vocalist or whatever it is that you decide on. So actually... You know, what we're trying to say is in many ways, having a smaller occasion allows you to be present. It really does. It allows you to have a slower day mm-hmm. so you can take it all in. Because like mm-hmm. we're saying, obviously, the less people, the less time everything takes. So you but you can still take time over it. So you're right. It, it gives you the chance to absorb everything in and, and take it all in. So you've had your drinks reception like you usually would. You've had your photos done and then it's time to sit down for dinner. 5.30? Yeah. So maybe you take an hour for your reception. I mean, on a normal bigger scale wedding. You might need two hours. You might need two, maybe sometimes even three hours for that, yeah. depending on the size of your, your um, guest list. But yeah, so you're going to sit down for dinner, maybe 5.30. And we'll come on two ways of entertaining your guests at dinner later um, because we've had loads and loads of questions about entertainment for smaller weddings mm-hmm. one piece of entertainment that you can still have especially under current restrictions or at this time while we're recording this is your speeches so don't yeah. forget to ha- include your speeches and again you get more time here because dinner doesn't take as long so should your whoever want to prattle on for an hour I mean they probably could because there's the time we wouldn't advise they do that but you know m- maybe it just means that here you can both do a speech if perhaps before you'd thought maybe only one of us would do it it's you're in much more of an intimate setting here is your chance to stand up and yeah, say and you your can, piece you can sort of like eat dinner as you're doing your speeches rather than it Absolutely. being like a separate part of the day yeah, like a bit that everyone has to feel anxious about because yeah. they know it's coming it can be part of the whole process the same way that possibly with ceremonies needing to be shorter currently you can move your readings to dinner as well so yeah. if you wanted to you know you've got two readings planned for your ceremony but actually now you're only allowed to have one because you have time restrictions you could have a reading done at dinner which is yeah just equally as lovely so 7 p.m your speeches yeah an hour 8 p.m first dance which please don't not do that please either. don't not do that so special it is and then all your guests get on the dance floor with you and you've got another couple of hours before carriages at 10 p.m yes based on current restrictions okay so moving on to the biggest question that we've really been asked about a small wedding so far is how on earth do we entertain our guests when there's only eight of us or there's only 30 of us we're not really sure what to do and obviously restrictions keep changing with in terms of what entertainment is allowed but at the moment with weddings going ahead you are allowed music it just has to be under a certain volume but Mm -hmm. you can have that kind of entertainment so 
even at a small wedding, it's still worth having that musical entertainment where you can. It just might be that you want to change it from having a full eight piece jazz band or a DJ to having something much smaller and, and something a little bit more... Well, more intimate intimate that's isn't it yeah so if you have a look at our um recommended list of suppliers yeah we've got jay emmy yeah she's a great cellist he's a cellist or we've got two of harps he's a harp and a vocal duo and again it just adds that kind of like intimate atmosphere and your guests can actually go and listen yes to them and really appreciate really appreciate the music you guys can appreciate the music rather than like you know 150 people millions of conversations going on can't quite hear the music as well as you might do ordinarily yeah and and so on we're trying to put a silver lining yeah on the situation that is presented to us and there yeah. are many yeah. oh there's so many ever-changing situations but yeah so if you want to pair it back a little bit maybe you can go for something like jamie or the or two of harps but it's it's also okay still to play more upbeat music and more yeah. lively music you know you might not be able to get on the dance floor and have a good old dance or whatever but you can still ask your guests to suggest a playlist for like the later part of dinner or you know if you're planning what will come on to maybe a, a cocktail hour or a, a wine tasting hour you know music they're, mm-hmm. they're familiar with and that's going to get them excited yeah. and change the ambience yeah and for dinner I mean you know there's there's no reason that you still can't make your sort of catering and menu choices really, really interesting. I think that's one of my favourite parts about a small wedding. I do. Still choose the things that you want. Yeah. What What do you want to eat? What do your friends want to eat? You can have something a bit more elaborate, say, if you want like a bit of a tasting menu. Yeah. Or you just want bangers and mash or because roast chicken yeah. or, I don't know, fish pie. But it's Whatever make- <laughs> it is that floats your boat. It's making it relevant to you, isn't it? And it's it's catering that menu to be an experience and something that is relevant to you. Yeah. And why not incorporate an extra course within your sort of wedding breakfast plan, if you like, for things like wine tasting or gin tasting? Something a bit unexpected that you just wouldn't be possible with sort of like 60 guests plus and certainly not 200 to try and give out. I mean, maybe you could do 200 shots of tequila, but I can't imagine what that would end up like Uh, (laughs) but with a much smaller guest list that is a much more realistic possibility of course it is and you don't tell your guests about it you know it's all this element of surprise because you're you've got the time to play with and you've got the extra budget to play with so just lay that out as a surprise oh course number two gin tasting guys here we go yeah (laughs) you know that kind of I would love that yeah so would I I'd I would really really enjoy that and I think there's other ways to entertain your guests at dinner as well. So we've, we have, I did talk about this briefly on the comeback episode of the podcast, but it's, you know, quizzes or a Mr. and Mrs. game or Mr. and Mr. or Mrs. and Mrs. It's a murder mystery, murder mystery, things that you can do around a table. There's loads of dinner party games that you can play to really ramp up your dinner. Yeah. And with a smaller guest list, you know, 15 people, there is so much more opportunity for everybody to get involved in the conversation yeah there, there really is and you'll you'll likely find that at some point you're all involved in the same conversation yeah. which how brilliant is that you basically sat around a table with everybody that you love on mm-hmm. probably one table i mean how often does that happen maybe sometimes at christmas yeah but maybe not in a pandemic another super easy way to entertain your guests is with your guest book or any other interactive decor that you want to have. We've talked about this before in an episode, haven't mm-hmm. we? Interactive decor and ta- like seating plans and table plans and making a focal point out of something. Yeah. Um, and guest books are a great way of doing that as well and making them 
topical to whatever theme you have for your wedding. I mean, yeah. you might not have a theme, but there's there's still lots of ways of being creative. Perhaps it's a, a Polaroid guest book, so everybody gets to take a Polaroid. It's all very, whatever it is, to make them be physically involved in yeah. the guest book, rather than just passing a book around, have it as a focal point for them to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So write on a guitar. If that yeah, your if theme. your music is your theme, if uh, Wonderlust is your theme, you can get a globe. Your sister had an paddles. Oar. That's it, oars. Yeah. Paddles. <laughs> an oar, because they had a bit of a, like, beachy sort of theme, didn't yeah. they? So that's perfect for that. So it's just thinking again outside the box. And in the show notes, I will link to our guest book specific Pinterest board, because there is loads of ideas on there. And that you can steal for your own interactive guest You know, books. and again, like have pimp my everything, basically. Yeah. I mean, if whiskey's your thing, yeah. gin's your thing, prosecco's your thing, have a little bar area, looks beautiful, has some nice glassware, because sustainable. Yeah. And uh, put some fruit in it. Yeah. Have some, that. have some like, I don't know, sexy umbrellas or sparklers if you want to go Club Tropicana. And uh, that means that, you know, it looks lovely for the photographs and that your guests, be it, six or 15 or 30 can have a whale of a time yeah 100 percent. so hopefully that's been a nice little roundup about why we think small weddings are brilliant and like i mentioned in the middle of the episode we have quite a few um articles on the website to help you create the best small wedding that you can so we have how to make a wedding for 15 people memorable um, we also realise that 15 people might not mean anything right now because who knows what the numbers are, but you can apply those same rules to whatever number of guests you have at your wedding. And if you're considering having a smaller wedding going forward and you want to figure out how you can scale your currently planned wedding back, then we've got a post all about that. And let's not forget that if you want to have a smaller physical wedding, then you can still involve other guests in your wedding day virtually. So we have a whole yeah. post dedicated to how you host a virtual wedding as well. So don't forget that that is an option for you. Loads of other links in the show notes as well to the suppliers that we've mentioned during the episode, the article about alternative order of your day. And I will also link to that Pinterest board, like I said, about interactive guests. Yeah. Books and on well. that note, really, I mean, I suppose one of the most important things we will say to you because we have done a previous episode about videography is if you are restricted with guests and you know there are people that are really important to you that just can't make it whether they're vulnerable or whether they live too far away and travel is restricted whatever those reasons might be film it please please film it and then you can look back on it in years to come and you can share it with anyone and everyone that you want to indeed and on that note i am going to go and eat some birthday cake and um (laughs) Drink some wine. Yeah, I mean, the next episode will be basically Christmas, won't it? Um, (gasps) Yeah, maybe just gone. Who knows? So we will be back in and around the next couple of weeks. On that note, look forward to it. Shake your baubles. Indeed. Merry Christmas. See you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This podcast was brought to you by Becky and Charlotte from Rock My Wedding, the UK's most influential wedding brand. For more content, visit rockmywedding.co.uk Follow us on Instagram at rockmywedding or buy the book Your Day Your Way from Amazon or any leading book retailer. This podcast is produced by We Are The Clarks.